0: All right, everybody. How are you doing? All my friends uh, on Telegram and those of you who are listening on replay, I'm Praying Medic. It is Saturday, January 8th. This is Supernatural Saturday. I'd like to welcome you to the broadcast. And I have a special message for you. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to talk about two different things today. And the two subject subjects i want to talk about are related although you wouldn't think that, that they are actually related and we're going to start with uh a reading from the bible all right so we're going to go to matthew chapter six this is from the sermon on the mount I'm going to read a couple of verses and then we're going to talk about what this passage has for application today so matthew chapter six Starting in verse 25, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. (laughs) Wait a minute, Jesus is talking to the disciples and the multitudes about worry? Yes, and as a highly relevant subject to right now, so I'm gonna continue. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed as one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. All right. So... uh, This morning in the chat, I asked people, what would they like me to address? And one of the big subjects people wanted to talk about is um, the the situation that's going on with COVID, with the lockdowns, with, you know, outside of the United States, with forced vaccinations and all the the drama that is being created with that. Um, I I have been following all of this. Uh, I, I don't talk about it as much as a lot of other people do. And there's a reason why I don't talk about it that much Um, I'm not blind to it I'm not ignorant I'm aware I'm watching what's happening I'm seeing what's going on but I'm looking at two different things I'm looking at what's happening in in the political arena in the world I'm also looking at what's happening in God's kingdom okay so a lot of people are fearful and they're worried Because they are listening to people who are putting out reports that millions of people are going to die from the vaccinations. That we're going to be enslaved in prison camps. That uh, we're going to end up being essentially prisoners in our own countries. That this evil cabal of people are going to rule us with an iron fist and everything's just going to spin out of control. And the future looks really dark. And, you know. It's not going to end well. I'm, like I said, I'm observing, I'm watching, and I'm seeing the trajectory of things are going. I'm choosing not to focus on that uh, perspective of the future. I'm choosing not to focus my mind and my heart on those issues. A lot of you are. A lot of you are worried and you're fearful because you're focusing your heart on those issues. All right. In this passage in Matthew 6, Jesus told the multitudes and his disciples, What good does it do for you to worry about these things? And I would ask you the same question. What good is it doing you to worry about these things every day? Because fear and worry is a choice, it's a choice that we make. Now, a lot of people don't understand this, but when you hear a news headline, when you listen to somebody's podcast or a video, you have a choice what you're going to listen to, you have a choice the issues you're going to focus on, and you have a choice how you're going to respond to those things. Uh, I don't know if Denise is listening to me right now, but we've um, I stopped listening to X22 report, and the reason I stopped listening to the X22 report is. Uh, I've heard enough information about COVID and the vaccines and what's happening. I, I love Dave, he's, he's a great guy. Um, I, w- I do hope to be back on his show again at some point. But, uh, and it's not any disrespect to Dave. It is, uh, what I noticed about uh, a month ago is I started to have these feelings of, um, it's hard to describe what the feelings were, but these feelings of fear and anxiety were trying to make their way into my life as I was listening to his broadcasts, And I just kind of noticed like, wow, this is like, there's something actually trying to work its way into my mind. And I was, I had to continually repel this thing. Like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to feel that way. <laughs> like, I had just like, I had these dark, ominous feelings that were trying to overcome me. And I was like, you know, I, I really don't want to um, feel this way. I don't want to feel helpless. I don't want to feel fearful. And so I did an experiment. I just shut off the X-22 report and I stopped listening for a couple of days. And that feeling went away. It's just gone. Um, and and I've, I noticed uh, I have stopped listening to uh, really anyone who's focusing on the vaccinations and lockdowns and all, all this negative news that's going on like i said i'm observing things i'm I'm watching the news i'm looking at the headlines but i don't listen to long broadcasts where people talk about this stuff repeatedly we've been talking about this stuff for almost a year and a half and i get it <laughs> and I, I i don't know how many more people i need have to tell me that you know what the what the end result is might be of the vaccines and and how you know the, the big pharma is corrupt like i know that i get it i don't need to have that pounded into my brain every day. I get it. I understand it. Right. But what I, what I noticed about a month ago is as I focus on those things, my, uh, my, uh, my soul became agitated and I started to sense fear and helplessness. And I realized, you know, I don't want to feel that way. So I made a choice. I'm not going to listen to that kind of news anymore. I'm not listening to those videos. And what the Holy Spirit asked me to do, he said, look, Focus on me. Focus on what I want to do, and we'll change the atmosphere. We'll change the subject matter. We will change people's hearts, and we'll change the way that they feel about what's happening. So I was like, okay, well, what are we going to do then? And he said, well, you know, you're pretty good at healing, so let's start there. (laughs) So I started putting out some teaching on healing. I did that video uh, about a month ago maybe six weeks ago, where it was titled Everything You Wanted to Know About uh, Healing Miracles, right? And when I put that video out, that's when things started to change. We got a lot of positive feedback from people. Uh, People started putting into practice the things I had shared in that video. Uh, People started getting healed. They started seeing miracles. I began posting testimonies in the Telegram channel. Uh, testimonies of people praying for themselves and this thing just took off and for the last like I said six weeks or so five weeks whatever it is uh, people have just been posting testimonies like crazy and I've noticed the atmosphere has shifted people now have something that else that they're focusing on what are they focusing on they're focusing on God's kingdom They're focusing on what God is doing. They're not focusing on what Satan is trying to do, right? What did Jesus tell them? He told the disciples and the multitudes. He said, seek first the kingdom, right? So what does it mean to seek first the kingdom? It means a couple of things. Uh, When you're seeking an answer to something, you go and look for it, right? You're seeking you're looking, you're researching, you are pursuing the answer. You're focused, your mind is focused on finding the answer to that question, that issue, that problem, all right? When you're seeking, you are pursuing something. Your focus and your attention is on it. Jesus in this passage is telling us, focus your mind, your attention on God's kingdom. And what is gonna be the result of it? You're not going to worry anymore. If you want peace, focus on God's kingdom. That's the 10 second elevator pitch from that part of Jesus' address in the Sermon on the Mount. It is, if you want peace, focus on my kingdom and what I am doing. And my change in focus on my Telegram channel over the last six weeks, has been because God has wanted me to change the focus, change the direction, and bring peace to a group of people who are kind of struggling with fear and anxiety. And what I've what I've noticed is a lot of people are are have a much better attitude about what's what's going on right now. They're much more optimistic. They're seeing what God is doing. And they are they have a lot more hope and a different perspective. Look, We're seeing people healed every day, set free of emotional trauma. Uh, Marriages are are gonna be uh, restored through this. People are being restored physically, emotionally, spiritually. People are being set free of demons. I mean, I'm having a blast. (laughs) I I know there are other people out there who wish I would go back to focusing on the news, but um, right now there isn't actually a whole lot of news to report. The reason why I'm not Jamming up my my telegram channel with news is there just isn't a whole lot going on right now You know, I, I know that the supreme court is deliberating about the uh, mandatory vaccinations. I know that I know that there's Durham is going to be unsealing indictments I know that uh Truth social is going to launch February 23rd. I think it is president's day I'm aware of what's happening. I'm tracking it all when there's actual news to report. I will report the news but right now um, the Holy Spirit has asked me to focus on what He is doing, what He wants to do. Now, we're going to switch gears here real quick. And we're going to talk about the manifestations of God's uh, kingdom and manifestations of the Spirit. So, this in this passage, Jesus is talking about God's kingdom. Now, to a lot of you who are kind of new to this thing, you're going to be wondering, what is God's kingdom? What does this talk about? <laughs> God's kingdom. Um, All right, so the Bible describes God as a king. He is a king over a kingdom. It's not an earthly kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. It is the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God in whichever translation you, you prefer. He is a king. He is a ruler and he rules with righteousness and he has a realm of authority and that realm of authority is his spiritual kingdom. All right. Uh, If you didn't know this, if you're a disciple of Jesus, if you have um, allowed the death of Jesus to take away your sins. And if you want to be reconciled to God, you can become one of Jesus's disciples. You can learn from him and he then adopts you into the family of God. You become part of his body, his ecclesia. A group of people who follow him. He makes you, uh, rule and reign with him in his kingdom. He has seated you in heavenly places. Uh, there's all kinds of interesting promises and statements that the Bible says about people who are, uh, friends of Jesus. (laughs) Who are his, he, Jesus calls us his brothers, his friends. Okay. It's, this kingdom is a relational kingdom, right? We, we come into the kingdom. We enter the kingdom through Jesus. He is a door. And if you look through the Bible, you see that Jesus was always pointing to his Father. Right, so the the nature of God is a mystery. God is described in the Bible as a spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, whatever you want, whatever word you want to use. That's one part of the Godhead, that's one persona. Then there is Jesus, he's the Son of God. And then there's the Father, God the Father. And you can relate to God through any of those three personas I have. Um, I, <laughs> The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, okay? When you are born again, when, when God comes to live inside of you, the Holy Spirit, comes to live inside of you you have a spiritual birth and the spirit of god lives in you and he talks to you and he guides you and we're going to talk more about that in just a minute jesus is the son and he is the human personification of god if you will god became man and dwelt among us he died was resurrected and ascended into heaven and He can appear to people in person. You can go visit him in the heavenly realms. Uh, People have dreams and visitations with Jesus. I had him show up in my bedroom one night and talk to me. (laughs) And then there's the father. And a lot of people have um, difficulty with the father because they had bad earthly fathers. They had earthly fathers who were mean, who were cold, unfeeling, uncaring, manipulative. Um, A lot of people have father issues. Um, I had a face-to-face experience with the father. Uh, when, I, when I met God the Father, He was the most gentle, loving, nurturing person I've ever met in my life. He just oozed love out of his pores. He loved all my stupid jokes. Um, he wasn't even aware of any of my faults and flaws and and, and frailties and sins. It's like he he wasn't aware of any of that, and he isn't aware of any of it because uh, Jesus took all that away. And so I don't really have that past in the eyes of God the Father. That junk has been dealt with. And God the Father just treats me like um, his favorite son. Uh, I am his favorite son, and so are you. <laughs> or daughter, if you want to be a daughter. The, the point is, uh, for those of you who are sort of new to this whole thing, that God's kingdom is, is a spiritual kingdom and uh, that kingdom manifests in the natural world in a, in a number of different ways. And so we've been doing several exercises over the last few weeks, which are, the purpose of these exercises is to demonstrate the, how God's kingdom manifests in the natural world, in the physical world, right? So we've been doing this trick with with the coins, and it's not a trick. I mean, some people call it a trick, but it's it's not a magic show, it's not a trick. Um, Yes, if you shove a penny into the paint on your wall and dig it in there, you can make it stay there, and the Holy Spirit is not holding it to the wall. (laughs) The paint is holding it there. Yes, you can do that. Uh, That's not what the people are doing that have been doing this exercise. Um, this is just—it's just an exercise. It's a training exercise. Uh, what, what I've been suggesting that you can do is you can ask God to bring His manifest presence into your room, and then show you a way where you where you can actually visibly see. You can demonstrate, wow, God's presence is here and it's actually doing something that you can see, visibly see it. So uh, that one woman posted her testimony. Uh, about, um, she was on the treadmill and she had no faith. She's like, if I put that penny in the wall, it's going to drop. She tried it; it dropped, and um, she's like, "Yeah, I knew it. It's not going to work." So she's on the treadmill and she's exercising, and uh, holy, and she's praising. She writes, she's listening to praise music. She's praising God. Okay, after a period of listening to praise and worship music and her praising God. The Holy Spirit then tells her, try it again. And she's like, okay. So she runs down, gets a penny out of the kitchen, sticks it to the wall, and it stays up there. When it didn't before. Okay, what's the point of this? The point of this is, it is to show us a tangible reality, uh, an effect in the physical world of God's manifest presence. That's it. That's all it is. It's not proving the existence of God. It's not proving that you have faith. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean you don't have faith, and it doesn't mean God you know, doesn't care about you. Uh, because God can manifest his presence in other ways, and I'm going to talk about those coming up here in just a few minutes. The point of putting the coin on the wall and asking God to bring his presence and hold the coin there is simply it's, it's a visual way for people who are new to God's kingdom to look at that and go wow God's kingdom his manifest presence is a real thing it's not just an abstract concept it actually does things it works uh, there are many other ways in which God's presence manifests now for those of you who aren't familiar with God's manifest presence let me talk about something for a little bit so uh, when you are born again, the Spirit of God comes to live in you, okay? But there's another manifestation of God, which is called God's glory, All right? If you read 2 Chronicles chapter 5, there's a, a passage there where the, the writer is talking about the worship in the temple in the Old Testament, you know, a lot of passages about the temple, the glory of God would manifest in the temple. They would sing songs, worship, and praise. And when they did, God's glory would manifest. A cloud of glory would manifest in the temple above the mercy seat. And it was a visible cloud that you could see. People could see it. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the manifest presence of God. And it generally comes when you worship God. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. How does he inhabit the praises of his people? He inhabits this with his manifest presence, his glory. So if you want to feel God's manifest presence, do some worship. (laughs) Just praise and worship God and then ask him to bring his presence and you're probably going to feel something, right? So a lot of people have been noticing over the last couple of weeks when God's presence comes into them, uh, their room and rests upon them, they feel uh, tingling, they feel goosebumps, they feel shivers. I sway back and forth gently, I got a testimony from a woman this morning, she was like, what happened? I'm asking God to bring his presence and I'm just swaying You're Like, well that's a manifestation of God's presence. Uh, A lot of people feel peace when God's presence is resting upon you. It can can cause different uh, effects in your body. It can cause you to feel overwhelming peace. All right. This is actually what I'm getting at. God's presence can manifest in a number of ways. And you can ask God to manifest in specific ways. Okay. so. I was praying for a guy in the ambulance one time, and he was having chest pain. He's uh, exactly, actually having a heart attack. So, we were transporting him from one emergency department to another hospital for a heart cath. And he was freaking out. He's a young guy, he was only like 35 years old. And he's having a heart attack, and he's thinking about, oh man, I'm going to bypass and heart transplant. What are they going to do to me? He was very, very uh, scary. So, we're in the ambulance. And I can sense his anxiety and fear. And I said, Lord, bring your presence. And boom, immediately his fear left. I prayed for his chest pain to go. And I said, what do you feel? He goes, man, I just feel this overwhelming peace. What happened? I said, oh, well, that's God's presence. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And this guy, when I prayed for him and God brought his presence, immediately this guy's fear left. And he's going to face you know and he having an angiogram He might be up you know like i said getting a bypass surgery but he was totally at peace that was a manifestation of god's presence and you can ask god to bring his presence and do certain things god's presence will bring deliverance right so if you're if you or someone that you're working with is having issues with pain or you know that it's demonic um, You can ask God to bring his uh, presence for deliverance. You can ask him to bring his presence for physical healing. Okay, God's presence manifests in different ways. Sometimes God's presence will manifest and that person will be set free of demons. The Holy Spirit will just go in there and just kick the demons out (laughs) and they'll be totally set free. Um, We've had a number of testimonies from people over the last month. Who have been delivered from addictions by simply asking God to break that stronghold in their in their mind. And Holy Spirit comes in, boom, breaks the stronghold, breaks the lies, breaks heals the emotional trauma, and kicks the demons out. And all of a sudden, they don't have a desire for that thing anymore. Whatever it was, alcohol, tobacco, pornography. God's manifest presence by itself can do emotional healing, can do Deliverance. It can be physical healing. There's many ways that God's manifest presence can bring healing. What what He's really good at is bringing us peace. So going back to Matthew chapter six, Jesus is telling them, "Why are you worrying? Seek first the kingdom." And one of the manifestations of God's kingdom is peace. It's a kingdom of peace. And as people who are filled with God's spirit and people who carry his presence, we can release peace into our family. We can release peace into our household. And we should be. I do it every day now. I'm, I'm just, Holy Spirit, Lord, bring your peace into this house. Denise and I slept like babies last night. You want to know what? I forgot to do it two nights ago and she was up all night. But we slept great last night because I remembered, Lord, bring your peace, bring your presence, fill the house with peace, demons get out, spirits of fear and anxiety get out. I commanded them to leave. I asked the Holy Spirit, bring your peace, and we slept great. I mean, she usually will be up at early early hours before sunrise. She slept in, I, went, I made coffee, I go in the bedroom, she's still sleeping, I'm like, when are you gonna get up? She's like, I don't know, I'm just out of it. I'm like, well, yeah, because God brought his presence and he just knocked her out. All of these um, exercises that we've been doing over the last few weeks, I'm trying to get you guys to learn that, look, God's presence, his manifest presence can do some pretty amazing things. We're learning to cooperate with God. He wants people to be healed. He wants them to be set free of demons he wants to do a lot of different things he wants to bless us financially we'll talk about that in a minute (laughs) but part of the um, process and one of the keys to this is learning to sense god's presence when he's there what he's doing and so now we're going to shift gears and i'm going to talk about spiritual senses so a lot of people are convinced that they're not seeing in the spirit and they're not hearing God's voice and they can't smell things in the spirit. Their spiritual senses just aren't working. Well, I'm here to tell you they are and I'm going to prove it to you. We're gonna do another exercise. Are you ready? Okay, so again, these are all exercises. These exercises don't have any like grand purpose. The, the, the coin on the wall thing is not like you're not supposed to just sit there every day and just put the coin on the wall. That, that's not God's plan. His plan is for you to go out, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, heal incurable diseases, and tell people about the kingdom. That's the plan. Putting the coin on the wall is a training exercise. It's just showing you that, hey, you can cooperate with God. You can ask him to do things and he'll do them. It's cooperation. So, here is the first exercise I'm gonna do today. You're created as spirit. You have a soul that is the seat of your mind, will, and emotions. You, You inhabit a physical body. Your physical body has senses. Eyes, smell, taste, touch, hearing. Your physical body has those senses. Your spiritual body has the same senses. And other ones, because your spiritual body can communicate telepathically through thoughts transmissions. Your physical body can't do that. You have spiritual ears, you have a spiritual nose, you have spiritual eyes, and your spirit can see in the spirit, can smell in the spirit, and can hear in the spirit. All right, and I'm going to prove it to you. I've never tried this before. But when I was getting ready for this message, the Lord said, I want you to try something you've never tried before. I'm like, great. I get to try this with a live audience. (laughs) He goes, I want you to prove to people they can smell in the spirit. I was like, I don't even smell in the spirit. He's like, well, you're going to. (laughs) All right. So um, joy. The Holy Spirit is bringing me joy because I'm having a little anxiety about this. So he's bringing me joy. Because well, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to relax. Put the fearful, anxious thoughts out of your mind. Just relax, all right? If you're driving, pay attention. Don't get in an accident. I want you to relax. And if you're if you're in a place where you can close your eyes, just close your eyes and listen to what I say. All right. We're going to. Activate your spiritual sense of smell first So just relax And I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna ask God to let you smell what the his kingdom smells like what the throne room smells like and You're you some of you are going to sense a smell that is just going to suddenly hit you out of nowhere And God's going to show you that you can smell in the Spirit. All right? So, all right, Lord, do it. Holy Spirit, bring your presence upon the people that are listening. Bring your presence upon them. And let them smell your glory. Let them smell the fragrance of angels. Angels, get around them and release fragrance of heaven upon them. Let them smell what the kingdom of heaven smells like. Just hit them good, Lord. Hit them with a good burst <laughs> of the scent of heaven. Let them smell, Lord. Let them smell. And smell the aroma of heaven. Okay. So that's an exercise. Now we're gonna do another one. All right. And, and some of you, like I said, uh, I'm just doing this by faith. I believe that God is going to let some of you smell something you've never smelled before. That, and the reason I'm, I'm confident about this is um, Denise has experienced this. A few years ago, after she herniated the discs in her back uh, and was trying to get healed, um, she listened to a video by a guy who was talking about activating your spiritual senses, and her spiritual senses got activated. Good at that time, she went um, to the bank to two different banks. We 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 bank at a credit union, and we have another bank account at a, at a bank. And she went to both of those. She was depositing checks that day, so she goes to the credit union, and the little receiver thing comes out, and she opens a little container. And as she opens the container to put her checks in, this aroma hits her in the face. This fresh, beautiful fragrant aroma just hits her in the face. She's like, where did that come from? (laughs) There was nothing around. It's a parking lot and they were actually doing construction in that area. She just gets hit with this aroma. She's like, okay, that must be God. She puts the checks in and puts the little container back in the tube and it goes into the bank. She goes over to the credit union 10 minutes later and she does the same thing. She gets the little container, she opens it up and the aroma hits her in the face again. She's like, Lord, what are you doing? And the Holy Spirit was letting her smell the aroma of heaven. Happened twice, two different places. I don't think it was a coincidence that it happened when she was making deposits at the bank. There was a message there. So you can smell in the spirit and the discerning of spirits, right? So Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians and the gifts of the spirit. He talks about the discerning of spirits. One of the ways in which you can discern the presence of demons is by the smell of them. A lot of people will smell um, something like sulfur or rotten eggs whenever demons are manifesting in the area. Uh, It doesn't always happen. But if you are operating in the gift of discerning of spirits, it's a manifestation of the gift of the spirit, you may smell the presence of demons. Okay, Um, again, with with the spiritual gifts, you know, I'll do a message more on the spiritual gifts in the future, right now. What I would say is this. We all have innate abilities. Smelling in the spirit is not a gift. It is an innate ability that your spirit possesses. In order to operate in the gift of the spirit, discerning of spirits, right? And if you want to smell demons, you have to exercise your ability to smell in the spirit. The ability enables you to operate in the gift of the spirit. Same thing with with prophecy. Okay, the gift of prophecy is dependent on you being able to hear God's voice and see visions. If you're not. Hearing what the Lord is saying, if you're not seeing visions, it's going to be very hard to operate in the gift of prophecy. The gift is a spiritual gift. Seeing in the spirit, hearing God's voice are innate abilities we all have. So you have to develop the ability to operate in the gift. That's kind of how it works. All right. Speaking of prophecy and seeing in the spirit, this is just going to be a basic exercise. Uh, I'm going to show you how to see in the spirit and one of the big questions people have is how do i know if what i'm seeing in my mind is from god or if it's from me or if it's from some demon here's here's how you can tell one way there's a number of ways i'm just going to give you one example revelation from god and angels and demons comes to us through our imagination if you wanted to uh, remember the last thing you said to your mother or your father or, or your kid or what you had for breakfast this morning or the favorite meal that you had or something that was happened during christmas okay i want you to just remember a recent event just recall that event into your mind right you're probably seeing a picture in your mind right now of that person that conversation event during christmas time you get this picture in your mind of that event that picture is in your what we call it's in your imagination you're seeing it it's a little tv screen in your mind okay that's the place where god gives you visions so you just exercised your will and you made that image appear in your mind now we're going to ask God to give you a vision, and we're going to see if you can exercise your will and change it. Because if you can change an image in your mind, if you can make a new one appear, oh, hey, uh, I want to think about my Jeep. Oh, there it is. I can see the Jeep in my mind. Oh, I wonder what Denise is doing. Oh, I can see a picture of Denise in my mind in the bathroom doing her hair. You can exercise your will, and you can change the images in your mind. If God is giving you a vision in your mind, you can't change it. (laughs) You can't exercise your will over it and change it. That's how you know it's from outside of you. Demons can give you visions and so can God, right? So if you have this vision in your mind, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're seeing this vision of spooky glowing eyes and you have this terror over you, judge the fruit. What is a fruit? Of the spirit peace joy gentleness meekness self-control right what is the fruit of the kingdom of darkness fear anxiety right that's from the kingdom of darkness you know that because of the fruit that it bears generally speaking there's two ways to evaluate revelation the source number one is can you change it if you can't change this vision, this thing that you're seeing in your mind, if you can't change it, it's not coming from you. It's coming from outside of you. Then the di- distinction there is, is it, a, is it demonic? Is it the Holy Spirit? If it bears the fruit of the Spirit, and if, you, uh, and, and if it is something positive, something encouraging, uplifting, it's probably from God. All right, you ready for the exercise? Here we go. I'm going to ask the Lord to give you a vision. And here's what I want you to do, I want you to close your eyes and just shut out whatever you're seeing in the, in the physical world around you, just shut it out, and just close your eyes. And I'm going to ask the Lord to let you see something, and then I want you to try to change it. If you see an image in your mind and you can't change it, that's it's something that is positive or it's not, you know, some demon or something, then it's from God, right? So All right, Lord, do your work. Lord, I ask you to give them a vision. Give them a vision right now. Let them see in the Spirit. Let them see in their mind what you want them to see. Holy Spirit, bring your presence. Bring your presence for revelation and visions. And I ask you to give this person a vision that they can't change in their mind. Let them see something that you want them to see. Some of you are feeling uh, goosebumps or tingling or uh, a weighty presence on you. Some of you are gonna start weeping. Um, Those are all manifestations of God's presence. God can manifest his presence in many different ways and some of you are going to experience that Some of you are going to experience joy. Some of you are going to be overwhelmed with peace. That's God's presence manifesting on you. Lord, I ask you to increase your presence. Whatever you're doing right now, do more of it. Turn it up, Lord. Some of you are being healed right now. Um, If you have pain, some of you are being healed of pain. Lord, bring your spirit, bring your presence for deliverance kick those demons out right now. I'm having a dialogue with the Lord right now in my mind and he's showing me he's telling me things that he's doing. Um <laughs> some of you are going to receive physical healing right now. The Lord is going to manifest his presence on you and some of you are going to be physically healed right now. Somebody has an arrhythmia, a heart arrhythmia, afib or I don't know what it is. God is healing your heart arrhythmia right now. He's also healing emotional trauma. If you feel these negative emotions coming up, just give them to Jesus and ask him to heal the wound in your soul. All right uh that is going to do it for the exercises and i'm going to give you some homework and then i'm going to open up the chat uh, for people who want to jump on here's your homework if you want to see in the spirit i'm going to give you an exercise and you can do this you can do this just in the evening or early in the morning when there's not a lot of light in your bedroom you want just a little bit of light Filtering in through the curtains or the blinds, just a little light so you can see the wall or see the ceiling a little bit. And what I want you to do is stare at the wall or stare at the ceiling, whichever one is easier for you. I want you to look into the distance between you and the ceiling or you and the wall and just stare at it for about 10 minutes. And I want you to ask God. To bring his presence and reveal his kingdom to you and do it one night and then do it another night and then do it another night uh, and you're going to start seeing things <laughs> you're not going to see hallucinations you're going to see God's kingdom you're going to see various things I'm not going to tell you what you're going to see because I don't know I have a suspicion but I, I want you to be surprised <laughs> it's gonna freak out some of you you're gonna be like what the heck is that where did the ceiling go what where am i those kind of things so your homework is when you go to bed or early in the morning spend a little time looking at the wall just just kind of just stare at it just look at it and you can blink your eyes but look at it look at the ceiling look at the wall and ask the Holy Spirit to bring his presence and reveal his kingdom. And he is going to show you something. And when he does, I want you to start a conversation. Lord, what is that? (laughs) See, what are you showing me? What does it mean? What's going on? Whenever the Lord gives you that sort of an experience, it's an invitation to a conversation. He wants to. He wants you to ask questions, right? When I feel the Lord's presence come on me suddenly, I'm like, "Okay, Lord, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are you here? Uh, what's the plan?" And then He'll show me, you know, emotional healing or deliverance or physical healing for somebody. He he does. He's not afraid of us asking questions. And and here is the answer to 500 questions that I've had over the last um, couple of weeks. What's the secret to healing autism? What's the secret to healing polycystic kidney disease? What's the secret to healing uh, COVID symptoms? What's the secret to healing vaccine uh, adverse effects? What's the secret to healing cancer? What's the secret to healing this, that, and the other thing? Everybody wants to know what the silver bullet is, what the recipe is for healing all these things. Tinnitus. I think I've gotten... I've seen in the chat probably 100 people that are suffering from tinnitus and they want to know what's, what's the magic bullet, what's the secret. Here's the secret Ask the Holy Spirit. That's how I found out. When I started doing uh, this healing on Telegram, I gave you guys some simple steps you could take to start doing some basic healing healing of joint injuries. I gave you guys pictures of. The knee joint um the the spine uh, the nervous system uh, and things of that nature and said look here are the physical structures that are damaged and here's a simple process you can follow to heal these things command new bones new ligaments new tendons new cartilage new meniscus right just command those things to be made brand new it's a really simple exercise and it works not always that's the problem. It works sometimes. And what I was doing with these exercises is I was giving you a place to start. Someplace that I knew you could get some success with, and then we're gonna move on to more difficult things. right? Healing joint injuries is relatively easy. It's like I always begin, like if you're starting out and you're new to this whole thing, please don't go after, you know, someone who's got Lou Gehrig's disease or MS or, you know, a muscular dystrophy or something those are that's kind of advanced healing issues it and you're going to if you do that you're going to be very you're going to feel defeated you're going to feel like a failure And you are going to feel like I don't have the gift this is not working well go after something simple headaches are really easy migraines are relatively easy migraines are almost always a spirit of pain you just command spirits of pain to go and your migraine headache is suddenly gone And it'll come back, and then you get to command it to leave again, and it'll go, and it'll come back, command it to leave, it'll go, it'll come back, command it to leave. Right? These spirits of pain that mimic physiological conditions. Like I I said this in a previous broadcast. I was attacked by spirit of pain. They tried to convince me I had herniated a disc in my back. (laughs) I had severe lower back pain, muscle spasms, and sciatic nerve pain. I knew I hadn't injured my back. So I battled over this stupid spirit of pain for about two and a half hours one night. And I just kept commanding it to go. It would leave, and then it would come back. And I had to command it to go. And 20 minutes of doing warfare over this stupid thing, it finally leave, and then it would come back. And it left, and it came back. Right? When you start operating in healing and deliverance, number one, you're going to suffer more attacks. Number two, you're in a battle you're in it's his warfare like you're not just going to command an evil spirit to leave and think it's not going to come back and smack you again it is it's a battle he's going to come back and you're going to have to stand against it and command it to leave it'll leave it'll come back right so that's the battle that's spiritual warfare and uh, you know i'm trying to encourage people who are you know in, in the channel that you just need to be persistent and stand against these stupid demons and command them to leave and don't take, oh, well, you came back. I guess I'll just let you stay because I must have lost my healing. Maybe I wasn't really healed. No, you were healed. When that pain comes back, command it to go. I, th- I think that's all I have for you today for this, for this message. Um, now, I see people have their hands in the chat. Please do me a favor look at your device that you're uh, watching this broadcast on and look and see if you have your hand raised. If you don't want to speak, please hit the little button so your hand is not raised. <laughs> okay, every time I do a live stream, there's like eight people on that have their hands raised who don't want to talk. They just accidentally hit raised their hand and didn't actually want to talk. So this will go a lot smoother if the only people in the chat who have their hands raised Are people who actually want to talk, and you just hit the little button that says "raise hand." Hit it to turn it off if you're not if you don't want to speak. So we are going to uh, ask call on some people, and please, if you if you have a comment or a question, make it short, like one minute. Um, And if you have a testimony, you know, three or four or five minutes. Please, no ten minute dissertations. There's a lot of people who want to talk today, and I'd like to get to everybody. All right. Uh, Rebel Patriot Girl, you can unmute yourself. What is on your mind? Rebel Patriot Girl, uh, you can unmute yourself. What's on your mind?
1: Sorry, I'm trying to not raise my hand. (laughs) And it keeps okay, going, so okay? you
0: did not want to talk?
1: No, not really. I'm listening.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go. Mm, uh, let's see. Missy, uh, let's see. Missy, you can unmute yourself. What's on your mind?
1: Hi, Dave. I love you so much.
0: Hey, thank and you so much for your support in the channel. You're, you're a warrior.
1: I love it. I love praying for other people. It's very healing for me. and I've been praying for my friend Jason to sleep. He's got a lot of anxiety and fear. And uh, I've been praying with him almost every night. So Awesome. Um, yeah, it's I'm learning a lot from you, so thank you. My question is, you mentioned praise. What is your... What is the way that you praise God, and do you have any suggestions about praise and how I could do that throughout my day?
0: Yep, I do. Uh, and, and and praise and, and worship is a very um, individualized process. Um, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. So some people can only feel like they can praise and, and, and God and, and enter into worship if they're at a church service. And the band is playing and they're playing songs and people are like, oh wow, I'm gonna get into the praise and worship atmosphere. And that's cool and I've done it and uh, it's glorious. And let me tell you, if you have not felt the manifest presence of God, go to a charismatic um, healing revival or uh, a church service where there's real active praise and, and worship, uh, where the glory is resting, <laughs> you're going to see and feel crazy things. However, we can't always go to like church every day and hang out in the church in the worship service. I mean, you sort of could in the spirit; you could go into heaven and hang out with you know the choir of angels and and the worship music if you wanted to. From a, from a very practical standpoint, uh, and this is something that Brian Fenimore taught me. Praise and worship of God is actually an internal thing. It goes on inside your soul. And uh, that when I, when Brian finally dropped that little bomb on me, I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. When Brian's doing ministry, when, whenever he's um, praying, when he's, when he's teaching, when he's doing ministry for people, he has a constant sort of praise. He's singing songs of praise in his heart to God. And I do the same thing. When I'm writing, when I'm editing, just around my house, you know, doing what I do, answering emails, I have this constant sort of um, praise of God, this worship of God, and it's getting kind of intense for me, to be honest. With the testimonies that people are sending you by email, I, I am so blown away. Sometimes I can't read more than one email at a time. I'll read this email, it'll be this awesome testimony, God's presence will land on me, and I'll have to get up and walk away because I can't concentrate on the next email. I'm like, all right, Lord, uh, what, is, what is going on? I'm, I'm continually in my daily routine. I have this attitude, it's an attitude of the heart. Your heart is inclined, your heart is focused on God and what God is doing, and because of all these testimonies that are coming in, on Telegram and on email, I am just constantly in this state of amazement and fascination with God and what he is doing and like, Lord, you are so good. And so for me, right, it's, I'm not like, you know, going out and looking for the band. <laughs> I'm just worshiping God in my heart, praising him for all the amazing things he's doing. And it's like, like all day long, I'm you know watching what's happening on Telegram, seeing more testimonies um and and encouraging people you know in, in prayer and i just l- love what god is doing and for me praise and worship is simply um acknowledging the great things that god is doing so that's my long answer to that question selena boucher selena boucher you got your hand up if you can unmute yourself you can talk
1: hi okay. um What about when you're, I mean, I do try to be in constant praise and prayer, but what about when your mind isn't on that and you're busy doing other things and you feel the manifest presence of the Lord on you? Does that usually mean there's somebody near you that you should be praying for? And what about when you feel that when you're home alone and you're scrubbing the floor or something and not thinking about it? Does that mean that there's something... God is trying to get your attention about thank you
0: good question right so this is this is probably the best question we're going to have all day <laughs> actually thank you Selena right so when you feel God's manifest presence when you feel his glory and you're just minding your own business does that mean that God wants to heal somebody it might it, it, it could be a lot of things but like you said when you're uh, doing doing household chores cleaning or sweeping and you feel God's glory hit you, or you feel you just notice a shift in the atmosphere, what is God telling you? Again, he's inviting you into a conversation. When he brings his presence upon you, he's trying to get your attention. It's a tap on the shoulder, right? So if I walked up to you and I tapped you on the shoulder in the grocery store, what are you going to do? You're gonna turn around and say, can I help you? Do you want something? Why'd you tap me on the shoulder, right? It's an invitation to a conversation. Whenever the Lord brings his presence upon you suddenly, it's an invitation to a conversation. So you ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Why are you here? What are you up to? What's what's your agenda? What are we doing? And sometimes what you feel, uh, whether it's joy or peace, a lot of people will suddenly feel sadness. That is an indicator of what God wants to do. And a lot of you, uh, I call you people prophetic feelers, you empaths out there, you feel everybody's emotions. Um, Sometimes you're not actually feeling other people's emotions. Sometimes you're feeling God's heart. And God will sometimes telegraph to you. He'll bring his presence upon you and you'll feel brokenheartedness out of the blue for no reason and then you'll get a text message from someone 5 minutes later who's you know suicidal because they had a breakup All right god was telegraphing to you ahead of time hey i need you to minister to somebody who's got a broken heart so get ready because it's coming sometimes what you sense from God when he brings his presence is an indicator of how what he wants to do and it's always an invitation to the conversation. Hey, Lord, you know where, where are we going? And I, and I wanted to backtrack a little bit with a, with uh, my previous statement when I was talking about deliverance. I got kind of off track, but I wanted to make a point. And the point is this. People have been asking, what's the key to healing all these different medical conditions? And the key is this. ask. The Holy Spirit. The whole point of um, learning to hear God's voice, learning to see visions, learning to learn the the ways of God, is because there are no formulas. There's no formula. There's no script for healing cancer. There's no silver bullet for healing leugarys disease. There is no script for healing, um, you know, all of these conditions that people want to be healed of. There isn't a formula. There is. I cannot give you the way to pray. I can't say, say these words and these people will always be healed, it doesn't work that way. Uh, Tinnitus, good example. Um, I was down in Tucson a few years ago, I was teaching at the Arizona School of Supernatural and my message was done and the students came up and they were asking for prayer and one girl walked up to me and said, hey, um, I'd like you to pray for me and I said, what do you got? She goes, tinnitus. I was like, damn it. (laughs) Not anything but that, because I had never seen anyone healed of tinnitus. Uh, That was the thing that just kind of stuck. Like, I could get a lot of other things healed. I had zero. I was like over 30 on getting tinnitus healed. But I I decided, okay, Lord, uh, I'm going to close my eyes and show me something. So I closed my eyes, and the Lord showed me something like, the only thing I can describe this is, in, in Arizona, we have these different species of cactus. And one of them is called the teddy bear cholla, and it's this cute little um, fuzzy, very prickly cactus that has little um, little yellowish green arms that have spikes on them, and they 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 grow in chains. And I saw this thing this thing on top of her head that looked like a teddy bear cholla uh, branch stuck to the top of her head, and I was like, "Well, what is that?" And the Lord said, "Take it off." So I'm like, okay, so I did a prophetic act because this was, I didn't, she didn't actually have a cactus stuck on her head. I saw it in the spirit, the Lord showed me. She's got this thing on her head, just reach forward and and just do a prophetic act and remove it, and I did, and as soon as I did that, she's like, wow, what did you do? Like, holy cats. (laughs) She said, I felt this like cold air rushing into my brain. Suddenly everything changed. Um, She was freaked out when when I did that, and and she was actually thought I hurt her. Uh, Later, she realized I didn't hurt her, Um, and then she uh, messaged me, email about a month later. She says, I didn't realize it at the time, but that actually healed my tinnitus. Okay, so the key to healing any condition is ask the Lord what he wants you to do. (laughs) Lord gave me a word of knowledge in a vision. Hey, take this thing off her head. I took it off and boom, uh, her tinnitus went away. Uh, Actually, I saw somebody else healed of tinnitus. It was a very similar situation. In the spirit, the Lord showed me this device on this person's head. I just sort of made a prophetic act and removed that device from their head. And and they said, oh, well, thanks for praying. No, my tinnitus is gone, praise God. I was like, awesome. It's not always the same thing. It's not always the same method. There are different ways to heal different conditions, and that's why it's important for us to learn to hear the voice of God, to see visions, because he will show you specific things he wants you to do. Uh, Judy has her hand up. Judy, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind?
1: I wanted to say, uh, when you asked about the vision, and closing our eyes, and God will give you a message. And I saw Jesus with his hand on Donald J. Trump. And Michael way, is still there. I feel like we all need to pray for him and this country. But thank you very much for everything you do and the grace of God that you do have. And thank you for
0: calling. Well, thank you, Judy.
1: I look so uh, I, hey.
0: I think that message is going to, going to encourage a lot of people.
1: I think so. I think we need to they're the betterment of this whole country. Yep. Thank you for your kindness and blessings to you.
0: Thanks Judy. Arkansas Traveler, if you can unmute yourself, you can speak. Arkansas Traveler. Hey Dave. Hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah, uh, this is
1: Jerry. Uh, recently I've been relieved of a I had with alcohol, and I just okay. want to say thank, thanks to God.
0: So you had a, uh, an alcohol problem that just recently got healed?
1: I did. It was like uh, three glasses of strong alcohol every night, and it okay. gave me problems, um, stomach problems, and
2: one, one day I just had no desire to drink, and it was
0: gone. Did someone pray for you, or was there anything that precipitated that?
2: I think someone must have, but I don't know about that.
0: So, all right, cool. That's great. Praise God. Amen. Thanks for the testimony. You know, that's an interesting testimony, too, because we, we have this um, discussion going back and forth about, well, can I pray for a family member? They don't really want to be healed. They don't believe in God uh you know they don't know that i'm praying for them can i pray for them yes you can pray for them you absolutely can pray for them i would just you know be careful (laughs) what you're praying for you can always pray that god will change somebody's heart uh you can always pray that god will heal somebody but i would not i would kind of be careful when you start getting into well you know, I'm going to pray that I want them to, you know, divorce their husband because I don't like that guy. He's a manipulative person. So I'm going to pray that, you know, their their marriage gets sabotaged. That's actually witchcraft. You, you don't want to pray in a way that is going to invalidate somebody's free will. That's what it comes down to. So this gentleman uh, one day, boom, out of the blue, he just had no more desire for alcohol and, and, and quit drinking. Well, someone was probably praying for him. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing. Q intercessor, uh, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? All right. I
1: feel like the Father wanted me to share the vision uh, that that I saw during the exercise. Okay. I I saw a Trump standing there, and uh, a lot thousands and thousands of believers in white robes praying behind him, and when you asked us to see if we could change the vision, I tried to change the vision as something attacking him, but when that happened, the intercessors behind him, the the prophets, the apostles, and the people praying for him behind him, put shields over him, and in front of him, and covered him, and the shield had different words on them uh faith discernment wisdom and they all covered him so i just wanted to share that that vision
0: that is very cool i appreciate you sharing that
1: thank you that's all i had
0: okay thanks let's go with lovely one uh lovely one you can unmute yourself what is on your mind?
1: Fabulous. All right. Yay. Yay. Um, so uh, often when I've been in teachings about seeing in the spirit, I don't see things. Um, it's typical for me to have like an impression or a scripture or a song that comes to mind. I mean, sometimes I ask for information from God and, and I get you know nothing, but um, so you're hearing in the spirit. Yeah, but it's really, really rare for me to see something. Yep. So, um, any thoughts about
2: that?
0: Of course, I have thoughts about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, it's it's rare because you're not used to tapping into that spiritual sense. We all have comfort zones. Um, if you, you know, if you've been operating in the supernatural for any period of time, you have a comfort zone. Uh, Brian Fenimore's comfort zone, when he's giving people prophetic words, he always goes to their spiritual gifts first. He'll always go to their gifting because that's his comfort zone. He doesn't like to prophesy to people about finances or business or money um, because that's not his comfort zone. <laughs> his, his comfort zone is. Oh, yeah, you have the gift of this and gift of that, and God's gonna call you to this and that, right? That's his comfort zone. My comfort zone is healing. The first um, thing that God called me to in the supernatural is healing. I am very, very comfortable getting people healed. I'm not all that comfortable giving people prophetic words. It's not my comfort zone. However, God has been challenging me to get out of that and get back into prophecy. He has specifically been highlighting over the last three weeks for me. He wants me to develop some new teachings on prophecy. He wants me to get on the prophetic word thread and he wants me to start giving people prophetic words. It's not my comfort zone, but I'm gonna do it anyway because um, I know he he wants to accomplish a few things through that. So you are a person who normally hears in the spirit, you hear songs, you get thought impressions, you hear things in the spirit, right? That's that's your spiritual ears at work. You have spiritual eyes. You said every once in a while you'll get a vision, but not very often, and that's fine. The reason why I'm giving this homework assignment where I want you to stare at the wall or stare at the ceiling at night is it's, it's you're exercising your spiritual vision, okay? We're, we're gonna try to get you to sort of uh, pull away from your comfort zone, which is hearing God's voice and we're gonna get you to focus on seeing in the spirit. And these exercises, if you do them every night, it'll, it'll open up your spiritual eyes, you'll start seeing things in the spirit, you'll see God's kingdom, you'll see angel, you'll see other things. It, it is learning to focus your mind on another, something else that you don't normally focus on. That's, that's the key. You know, we all have the ability to see visions, we all have the ability to hear God's voice. We all have the ability to smell in the spirit. Uh, We just need to practice and exercise those spiritual senses. All right. Uh, Jean Deegan, uh, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Hello? Hey, Jean.
1: Yes, it's me. Hi. Can you you hear
0: me? Yeah, we can hear you.
1: Okay. No, I had to turn my microphone on. Um, okay, Dave. Dave, um, could you, could you speak to those of us who have been working through past scars and struggling with not feeling worthy or deserving or too flawed? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm crying. I, okay. I have tears and sadness that is just paralyzing
0: okay Uh, yes I'll speak to that issue all right this is a message that a lot of us need God is not like your husband God is not like your wife God is not like your father or your mother God Is not disappointed with you God does not think you're a failure God has called you his beloved he loves you as you are right now with all of your failures with all of your flaws with all the things that you don't do with all the broken promises with all of your screw-ups God is passionately crazy in love with you not just Jesus God the Father like I said earlier in the broadcast, when I met God the Father, I met him in a dream. Um, I had this dream, and it's, it's, it's a long dream. I'm not going to share the whole thing. But I had an encounter with God the Father. And I was seeking, at that time in my life, I was seeking approval from others. I wanted, I wanted to measure up. I wanted to be approved by people. Because most of my life, um, I had been criticized and ridiculed by other people. And I was, I was seeking approval, like most of us are. The worst feeling in your life is thinking, "Wow, I'm going to meet God the Father, and He's going to think I'm a failure like everybody else does." Right? So I go and I meet God the Father, and I'm hanging out with Him. He's <laughs> like, He is the coolest person in the world. Um, he just uh, encouraged me and showed His love toward me, and uh, like I said, He had apparently no awareness of my failures and flaws, no awareness of all the things that I screwed up and all the, you know things that i broken promises and broken relationships. Um, I felt no condemnation, no disappointment, nothing negative. I was the apple of his eye. I could do nothing wrong in his in his sight. That's God the Father. That's how he saw me and in the dream i saw god interacting with two other people and he acted very similarly to these other people they had screw-ups one of them was a drug addict the other guy was very wealthy and he was afraid of losing all of his money and everyone who came in to meet god the father was treated with love and honor and respect and that is how god sees all of us i don't care what the Your church leadership has told you that you're not worthy, you're not good enough. People have told you, if you have these feelings of unworthiness, I want you to just right now uh, ask Jesus to take the feelings of unworthiness from you. If you feel unworthy, if you feel like a failure, if you feel like your life has no hope, I want you to just say this right now. Jesus, I ask you to take these feelings. Whatever the feelings are, hopelessness, despair, failure, unworthiness. Jesus, I ask you to take these feelings from me. Say that right now. Now say this, Jesus, I ask you to heal the wound in my soul and then tell him you receive his healing. Whenever you have negative feelings, fear, anger, uh, sadness, you can ask Jesus to take those feelings from you, ask him to heal the wound in your soul. Tell him you receive his healing. He, he loves to do this, and it, uh, it has a 100% success rate. If you, if you ask him to do this, he's going to do it. I, I have not ever seen anyone who has gone through this process that didn't feel different after the process. Now, I, will have, I do have a caveat with this. If you're one of those people who suffers complex uh, PTSD, if you have alters, and significant alters and fragments, if you have suffered significant uh, sexual abuse when you were a child, if you have uh, been diagnosed with DID or multiple personality disorder, that is kind of, I would consider that abnormal emotional trauma. Most of us, 98, 99% of us, we just have normal emotional trauma. This prayer process that I just told you about works really well on those issues if you have severe emotional trauma uh, you need something else and um, this is not the message i'm going to unpack that in i may do a a future message Uh, i i I posted in the chat this morning um, a link to a podcast that i did back in 2016 or 2017 on healing alters and fragments Um, i'll do another message on that subject that covers the subject in, in more detail. But for right now, I just want to let you know, uh, God is not disappointed with you. He does not look at you as a failure. Jesus has, has taken away all of your failures, your sins, your shortcomings, all the things that you screwed up. Jesus has taken it away, and in the eyes of the Father, You are a perfect God, the Father sees you the same way He sees Jesus. When He looks at you, He's looking through Jesus at you, and He sees no flaws, no imperfections, none of the junk that you live with every day. The Father loves you and sees you perfect. He sees you the way He sees Jesus because you have been redeemed from sin, you've been redeemed from the curse. Okay, God is not judging you. Um, Regardless of what other people are saying, God loves you eternally. He thinks you are the bee's knees. Uh, I have it on good authority. (laughs) All right, Uh, let's see. G2 Good, Uh, child of God, G2 Good, if you are able to unmute yourself, you can speak what's on your mind. There we go. There we go. Hey, what's up?
2: <laughs> hey, how are you? For whatever Good. reason, I have a hard time hitting the unmute button, and then all of a sudden it works. But
0: You know what? God forgives you.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I just have a quick testimony. I was driving, listening. It seems like I'm always driving when I get you. Um, and... I was driving and this supernatural thing happened. There was a a guy that was traveling on the street by foot and he, he, uh, he just passed in front of me and I knew he was just like a man of God. And before he even approached me and he passed the crosswalk in, in in front of me and I saw on the back of his um, bags and stuff, a sign about, you know, going across the, the world and preaching the gospel. And, and I drove down, further down the road and the Holy Spirit told me to turn around and talk to him. And while, while I was driving in that process, you're going through talking about inviting the, the, the presence and the scent of God. And so I was praying that with you. And I was like, Oh, nothing's happening. You know? And I got out and, and was led to talk with this guy that's been just traveling, preaching the gospel. And, and we had this great conversation. And he was just telling me, you know, his perspective of being on the streets and, and, and seeing what's happening in the world and and it was a, a very cool perspective but as i was talking to him i got these fragrances that just
0: overwhelmed my senses. <laughs> yes thank you lord
2: and it was just i was laughing and he, he's you know we he, you know he Our spirits knew each other, but it was just so funny because he started laughing. I started laughing, and I was like, do you smell that? And he's like, yeah, something smells really good.
0: (laughs) Did you tell him the joke?
2: Well, I I told, yeah. I was like, it was so funny. I told him. I was I was um, listening to the supernatural live stream on, in my vehicle, and I and I told him the same story I just told you about, you know, knowing you was a man of God before you even passed me, and you know, the Holy Spirit just told me to turn around and have a talk with him. And anyway, we got to pray together, and it was really just a special moment. But I had to share it with you.
0: Wow, that's awesome, dude! I love it. I love it. Thanks for the testimony. Yes, sir. Bless you, sir. Bless you. God. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, you can't get any better than that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for bailing me out. I went out on the limb I said, Lord, you're going to make people smell the aroma of heaven. And he did. Right. So uh, these are exercises. And you can do these at home. You can ask God to bring his presence and let you smell the fragrance of heaven. He'll do it. Uh, it may not happen the first time it it, training your spiritual senses takes time it takes practice seeing in the spirit hearing God's voice smelling in the spirit uh all these you know activating your spiritual senses takes a little bit of time takes a little bit of discipline but if you really want uh if you want it that experience just pursue it like Jesus said seek first the kingdom of God prioritize it higher than anything else make it the number one priority of your life is seeking god's kingdom seeking his presence asking god to lord bring your presence reveal to me what you want to you know i feel like right now the lord wants me to talk real quickly some of you are wondering what is your calling what is your divine destiny what does god want me to do god is going to show you specifically what he wants you to do now, the details are gonna be up to you, but the Lord is going, to be sh- is going to show you your divine destiny. Some of you have, been, have this thing in your mind, like, I don't, God, what's my calling? What are my gifts? What, am I, what do you want me to do? Ask the Lord and he's gonna show you. Ask him to bring his presence when you go to bed tonight and God is going to, he might give you a dream showing you your destiny. All right. Uh I'm getting kind of blasted here with the, the God's presence. Man, I need some coffee. All right. Uh this has been fun. This has been glorious. I have enjoyed it immensely. Thank you all for your participation in the Telegram channel. Uh I would just encourage you to keep on praying for people in the ch- in the chat. Uh you know, if you don't have a lot of experience getting people healed, there's all kinds of prayer requests in the chat every day. You can jump on those prayer requests. Let someone know, hey, I'm praying for you, and then you'll be part of the testimony. Uh, you know, when you get to heaven, you're going to have good fruit, and say, hey, look at all those people that you know I helped along the way in their life on earth. The testimony is amazing. There is power in the testimony. If you'd like to share your testimony, you can send it to me through my website, pragmatic.com, or ministry website, prayingmedic.org. My email address is admin at prayingmedic.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a message next Saturday. I might. uh, Just depends on what the Lord wants me to do. But I'll definitely catch you on the next broadcast.